Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the first Sunday in Advent. In fact, this is the first Sunday of a new church year, so happy new year to everybody. A reminder for those who are listening or watching, watching online, the bulletin for the service, you can always find that on our website, chapelofthecross.org. Click on the resources tab, and that's the first thing under that tab. Just click there, and you will, you will be able to download the, the service so you can follow along with us as we worship together. Just a number of announcements, actually maybe more than a number, quite a few announcements to share with you this morning um, before we begin to worship. Since we are now in the season of Advent, we will be worshiping the Lord not just on Wednesdays during, I'm sorry, not just on Sundays uh, on, on, uh, during Lent or Saturdays, but also on Wednesdays, Wednesday evenings. So that's our custom during, during Advent is to, to make that, uh, to prepare our hearts and our lives for our Lord as he, as he comes as our King. And we do that also on Wednesdays. During Lent, that begins this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. is when church starts. There will also be a light supper served prior to that service. That supper will be starting to be served at 5 p.m. Uh, there's no charge for that supper, uh, but we will be taking a free will donation in support of our seminary field worker students. Uh, please join us for dinner and for worship on Wednesday nights, the four Wednesdays prior to Christmas. Also, next Wednesday, December 1st, maybe you've heard about this, the Supreme Court is hearing arguments concerning the state of Mississippi's abortion law, which could have an effect on the Roe v. Wade decision. Chapel's life team invites anybody who would like to to come join them in praying for the protection of life. Uh, the prayer chapel here at church will be open starting at 3 in the afternoon until the time of that Advent service at 6.30 p.m. for prayer. So we invite you to come and pray with us. If you wish, you may purchase one or more poinsettias for, to beautify the church this upcoming Christmas season. There's an announcement about that in your weekly, so I'll let you look at that. Just so you know, the deadline, though, is, uh, for purchasing those plants is Friday, the 17th of December. Next Sunday, December 5th, is our annual congregational voters meeting. We will start immediately following this late service. All members of chapel are invited and encouraged to attend that, that uh, meeting. Part of the voters meeting process is the election of members for our board of directors and board of elders. Uh, please note the, the resumes that were passed out to you for those who will be elected to the board of directors. That election will also happen next weekend. This is our last week to collect donated toys as we work with Lutheran Family and Children's Services to distribute special gifts to children in, in, in need in our community. Uh, there are still probably, I don't know, eight or ten uh, gifts that have not been picked up on those little ornaments on that tree out in the commons area. Uh, please feel free, if you can, to pick that up and get, uh, buy a gift for those kids. Bring it back to the church unopened and unwrapped by next weekend, if you could, and then we will make sure that we get them to Lutheran Family and Children's Services to distribute. A reminder that the deadline to submit your baby photo for the Life Team's Guess the Baby contest is tomorrow, the 29th. So if you haven't done that and you, you want to do that, uh, please make sure you do that before tomorrow. Uh, take a look at that announcement in the weekly, and that gives you all the information you need. And um, one other thing, please mark on your calendars that Mike Miller from Day 3 Seeds will be here for his special monthly presentation this upcoming Saturday, December 4th, starting at 10 a.m., uh, we're going to do a lot of things that morning. It's going to be a great morning. We'll work together to assemble several hundred garden seed packs. Uh, we will craft a, a poster-sized letter to Pastor Raymond Kaija and his family in Uganda with, with encouraging words from all of us. Uh, plant gift planters will be available to purchase in support of the And there will be widows' seed sponsorship forms available 
which, which really make a wonderful alternative gift for Christmas while offering help and support for a widow in Uganda. Um, so, uh, and of course, we're going to have a great meal together. So, so uh, join us this upcoming Saturday, December 4th at 10 a.m. And actually, there's one other thing. Our radio broadcast today is sponsored by Steve and Julie Seibert in celebration of their fourth wedding anniversary. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, O Lord, How Shall I Meet You, as that's printed in your bulletin. We stand to sing together.
In the name of the Father. The Creator of heaven and earth. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit. So that sin, death, and Satan would not destroy the world, God long ago sent prophets to speak of Christ's advent into our world. These prophets proclaimed the word of God, but they also foretold that God would bring about a special servant whom God called the righteous branch. At his coming, he would free us from sin that holds us captive. I confess to you that it was my iniquity that made my incarnation and death necessary. My ways have been rebellious. I have sinned. I have not done what is right, nor have I always remembered your way. Lord, for the sake of your Son, remember not my sin, but your great love and mercy towards us. You are my Savior, and my hope is in you all the day long. Listen to God's precious word. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch. In his days, Judah will be saved. The Lord Jesus is our righteousness. He is God who has become to his people, has come to his people to save them from their sins. In Christ our righteous, in, in Christ our righteousness, you are right, you are now right with God. Therefore, as I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace of your salvation. Let us pray. O Lord, let the lighting of this candle signify that you are the light that shines in the darkness of our lives. As we wait, watch, hope, and pray, Guide us all to reflect your light and let it shine. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins, and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the 33rd chapter of Jeremiah. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsively Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. The epistle reading is from 1 Thessalonians, the third chapter. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. This is the word of the Lord.
please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany, at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever ridden before. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Tell him, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found just as he had told them. As they were untying the coat, the owners asked them, Why are you untying the coat? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the coat, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. As he came near the place where the road goes down the, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully, joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated for the hymn of the word.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Advent. <laughs> How did that happen? I mean, Thanksgiving dinner is barely digested, and it's already Advent. Kind of seems like, at least for me, it kind of like, seems like it snuck up on us a little bit. But it's time. It's time to prepare the royal highway. The king of kings is near. The blue pyramids are up, and the Advent wreath with its four countdown to Christmas candles is in place. And we turn the page, we kind of flip the calendar and begin a new church year. Once again, we start the time of preparation, looking forward to the celebration of Christ's birth. For about four weeks leading up to it, we prepare. We hear from those Old Testament prophets once again, and we listen to John the Baptist, that voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord. We meditate and we contemplate on just why the Savior had to come. We look back to that first coming of Christ, and we look forward to his second coming. First he came as a baby in Bethlehem. Someday he will come again in glory. The traditional gospel reading for this first Sunday in Advent is the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem at the beginning of Holy Week. That kind of seems a little bit out of place, doesn't it? What, what does Holy Week, the culmination of the season of Lent, have to do with Advent? And why are we hearing about Palm Sunday in this season of Lent? I'm sorry, season of Advent. The key lies in the meaning of that word, Advent. Advent means coming or arrival. So it makes perfect sense, really, to observe Palm Sunday and Advent because both Palm Sunday and Advent highlight this simple theme. The king is coming. He's coming to be born as king in Bethlehem. He's coming on the clouds to judge the earth. He is coming riding a lowly donkey to the city of Jerusalem. And when Jesus comes, he always brings with him salvation. That is the theme of Palm Sunday. That is the theme of Advent. Jesus is coming. The king is coming. You know, around this, this time of year, there's an awful lot of gatherings and there's get-togethers and there's, and there's parties. Most of those gatherings and, and get-togethers, they were, they were canceled last year, if you remember. They're making a big comeback this year, and I'm, I'm glad for that. There'll be a lot of invitations, I'm sure, sent out and a lot of invitations received. Maybe you've got a gathering planned, a little party to, and a get-together. Maybe you've made a guest list and sent out a few invitations. But imagine what, what it would be like if somebody came to your gathering who was not on the list? What, what if somebody came whom you did not invite? That'd be kind of awkward, right? A little strange, to be sure. But one thing you might notice about most of Jesus' arrivals, when Jesus comes, he is not the one being invited. No. In fact, just the opposite. Jesus invites himself. No one asked Jesus to come to Jerusalem riding on a donkey. No one asked him to do that. In fact, there were those who said, don't go to Jerusalem. But he went. He invited himself. 
In fact, he was the one who made all the arrangements. He was the one who, who made those arrangements down to the last detail, even telling those disciples where to find that donkey and what to say if they were confronted by somebody when they were untying it. No one invited Jesus to Jerusalem. He invited himself. And nobody invited Jesus to be born as a baby in Bethlehem either. There was nothing that anybody could do to bring him into our world. It was solely the work of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. It was God's initiative. It was God's work. Jesus invited himself. And you look through the Gospels, that you see that all the time. Jesus inviting himself. In fact, just a little earlier in this chapter, Luke 19, Jesus is passing through Jericho, and he looks up, and lo and behold, what does he see? There's a little man up in a tree. That's little Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, of course. And Zacchaeus, he's trying to get a glimpse of Jesus as he's passing through town, and so that he could get a bird's eye view, he climbs up into that sycamore fig tree. And I don't think that Zacchaeus actually wanted to be seen up in that tree, but he was seen. He was seen by Jesus. And Jesus looked up, and he said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, my friend, why don't you get down out of that tree and fire up your barbecue, because I'm coming over to your house today. He invited himself over. Notice who did the inviting. It was not Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus did not invite Jesus over to his house. He wouldn't have dreamed of doing that. He wouldn't have dared to do that. He was not worthy. He was a tax collector, a chief tax collector, for crying out loud. He didn't measure up. But Jesus did not have any trouble inviting himself over. And because he did that, do you remember the rest of the story? Because Jesus invited himself over, salvation came to Zacchaeus and to his house. Jesus changed Zacchaeus' heart. He came to believe in Jesus as a Savior. Jesus invited himself over, for Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Same with us, isn't it? Some might preach differently, some might teach otherwise, but just like Zacchaeus, we do not invite Jesus into our hearts. We're not able to do that. We don't open the door of our hearts. We don't purify ourselves or make ourselves worthy of his coming. If you remember from your catechism class back when we were looking at the creed, remember what we, we confess? I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. We are not worthy. We're sinners for crying out loud. Just like Zacchaeus, we do not measure up. And that's a problem, isn't it? Because the Bible teaches us to be ready for the Christ. And how can we be ready when we don't measure up? The Bible teaches us to be prepared for his coming. Advent is a time to prepare because Jesus the King is coming. Jesus warns us, be awake, be watchful, be ready for my coming. Don't let the master find you sleeping when he returns. So we stay busy, right? We stay busy during doing all kinds of things, especially at this time of the year. 
Trouble is, so very often, we have not been busy doing what we ought to be doing, but we've been plenty busy doing what we maybe ought not to be doing. Perhaps in this busy season of a busy year, we should stop. We should stop and ponder how we're using our time. I mean, none of us has our priorities perfectly set. We don't always balance well the demands on our time. And sometimes we're overburdened with things that matter in the, in the long run very, very little. And we sometimes neglect those things that matter the most. And we appear busy and we, we feel busy, but we're just often simply distracted. But no amount of looking busy or trying to get busy will be adequate or will be sufficient or will be enough when our king comes. In fact, maybe contrary to our normal way of thinking, to be ready for Christ's coming is not about being busy at all. Rather, to be ready, maybe we should, think we should be thinking about taking time out, time to rest, time to pause and hear and ponder God's word. And through his word, by the Spirit's working, God will prepare you to receive your coming king who invites himself over. Jesus invites himself over into our hearts. He takes the initiative. He, through the Spirit, calls us, gathers us, enlightens us. He invites us by his gospel. He makes us pure. He makes us worthy. And he enters into our hearts by his grace and by his grace alone, not by something that we have done. He is uninvited. I called her up and I said, hey, Ruth, we're, we're, we're going to be in Birmingham for a conference. We'll be there in July. Mind if we stay at your place? You know what the answer was? It was immediate. She didn't even think about it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, come on over. We'd love to have you. We often vacation up in Door County, Wisconsin, which is right up near Green Bay where my sister Christine and her family lives. When we pass through Green Bay, once in a while, we call up Christine and we say, Hey, Diener, we're here for a few hours in Green Bay. Can we have dinner with you guys? Of course, absolutely. Come on over. We'd love to have you. And it's not a nuisance. And it's not a bother. It's family. And we love to see one another. And we love to be with one another. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He says to us, I'm inviting myself over to you. I'm going to make your heart my home. But instead of you feeding me, I'm going to be feeding you through a little bread and wine, my body and my blood. I'm giving that to you for your forgiveness. I'm giving it to you so your faith may be strengthened. 
Instead of you providing me a way to get cleaned up, I'm going to clean you up through the waters of holy baptism. <laughs> and I will wash you free from all of your sins, every single one, past, present, and future. And I will make you my own. Jesus invites himself into our hearts, into our lives, into our world. He did that at Christmas. He came. We did not invite him, but he came. He invited himself into our world as a little baby. And he invites himself into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to receive the praise of his people. And then he invited himself to a cross where he died for you and me. And he invited himself to an open and an empty tomb so we could have the gift of heaven. And he invites himself into our midst. And he says, I am preparing a place in heaven for you. And you're invited. You'll be the guest of honor. He says to us, come you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Our Advent prayer is that it may happen soon. We add our hosannas to that Palm Sunday crowd. Hosanna to Jesus Christ who came once and who's coming again. And we pray, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you stand with me as we confess together our common Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, page 11 in your bulletin. We confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We rise for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God and Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, you remind us to be prepared, watchful, and vigilant as we await the return of your Son, Jesus Christ, the babe of Bethlehem and the Lord of heaven and earth. Help us willingly and joyfully to remain involved in worship and the study of your word, knowing that through them you keep us prepared and ready. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, your son is accla was acclaimed as the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Grant us strength of faith to join in that praise with our lips and our lives. Raise up faithful pastors and lay leaders here and throughout the church to proclaim the majesty of our king who gave his life for his people and the entire world. Be among us with your peace, love, and joy each day. Empower, encourage our mission partners, especially those who serve through the mission and ministry of Day Three Seeds, Christian Friends of New Americans, and Food for the Poor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, be with the members of this congregation. Surround us with your presence and the reality of your loving care. Assure believers of your forgiveness, strengthen lives for service, give patience to see your gracious will unfold, and empower a joyful witness to Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we pray for our nation whose leaders need discernment, honesty, and integrity. Help all rulers bring about peace and justice in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, calm the fears and ease the worries of those who struggle with financial stress due to loss of employment or other circumstances. Remember them that your gracious provision and deliverance most often appears in unexpected ways. Sustain their faith and give them wisdom to pursue every opportunity that you open before them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, hear us as we pray for the ill and hospitalized, especially Manfred Loesch and Jason Schmidt. Lord, if it be your will, bring them healing. Give them endurance and suffering, patience amid trial and tribulation, and comfort in your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all comfort, grant your peace to the family and loved ones of Fred Schroeder, who died in the Lord yesterday afternoon. Comfort them with the surety of the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting for all of God's children, and give to them the peace that passes all human understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we thank and praise you along with those who are celebrating special milestones in their lives, including Steve and Julie Seibert as they celebrate their fourth wedding anniversary, and John and Terry Zavirginis as they celebrate their 29th wedding anniversary. Continue to bless and guide them as they celebrate your good gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray. 
trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of this, all of you. This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
take and drink. This is the very blood of
Now may this eating and drinking of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep and preserve you in the true faith from now until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this gift of Christ's body and blood. Grant that his presence with us in the meal fill our hearts with your peace, that our hope for that great coming day of restoration may abound through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn, Lift Up Your Heads, You Everlasting Gates, hymn number 339.